How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. What a sports weekend. What a sports betting weekend. We have the game that is hyped as the game of the year. For my money, two best teams in the NFL, Bills and Chiefs going at it. Sunday night football between the Eagles and Cowboys, which will go a long way in deciding the NFC East and maybe the NFC by. Six college football matchups between ranked teams, including a pair of top 10 matchups. The MLB postseason coming into focus. Hockey is here. Basketball almost here. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. All right, the Bears are out of the way. We've got bye week starting here in week six in the NFL. A great college football slate. I will make sure that I will ask our guests to kick things off this morning here on Early Odds. All about his favorite plays in college football. His name is Ryan Horvath. He contributes to the show about once a month. He makes sure to stop by and hang out. Talk about his favorite NFL and college football plays at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. And you can hear BetQL daily weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD 2 the bet. Plug it into your car. I love it. I love listening to the score on uh, the HD radio now. You can do the same thing with my show and Ryan's show, BetMGM Tonight, 6 to 10 p.m. weekdays. Same station, 105.9 FM HD 2 the bet. What's up, Ryan? Not much. Still uh, still trying to get over the Packers loss last week. You know, it was my birthday last Sunday, mm-hmm. so I took some time off. Woke up bright and early, 7 a.m. for the early kickoff, just to watch them get torn apart by Daniel Jones, which does go to show how great Brian Dable's been year one. I can't believe that the Giants only have one loss. I think they're very fraudulent, but uh, still reeling, still trying to get over that. That was uh, embarrassing and a terrible way to spend my birthday. Hated to see it. Yeah, well, actually, I did hate to see it because I was annoyed. It blew up a bunch of teasers. What's new? Every teaser sucks this year. And in one of the pools, I did have the Packers with a survivor play, which was stupid. I thought I was going to be free and easy. 
rest of the day to relax. But um, man, I don't think I'm breaking anything to you, but your Packers stink. Stink. What is happening? Uh, I heard elite defense. I heard this is how they're going to win run yeah. game defense. It's not going to be Rodgers. And, you know, if you look at the numbers, like, whoa, okay. Second in adjusted line yards on offense. You look at Aaron Jones, rush yards per attempt. He's number two in the NFL, rush yards above expectation. He's a top five back, but they love to keep taking these deep shots game after game. You know, I appreciate you letting me vent. So I'm going to give a pick and a player prop while I talk about this team right here, because I know, you know, growing up in Chicago, people driving around, people listening right now on the app, they don't want to hear about the Green Bay Packers and their struggles and me complain. Maybe they do actually. Yes, they do. But, Are you kidding me? So <laughs> I played the Jets at seven and a half and I'm comfortable with that all the way down to seven. I wouldn't touch it at six and a half with this game being at Lambeau because what you take away from that game, there's a couple different things that you take away from last week, especially. I look at the post-game presser where Aaron Rodgers, you know, they bring up that Jair Alexander says that he's not worried about the defense, but he will be worried if they lose to the Jets the following week. That, for some reason, pisses off Aaron Rodgers. He says, you know, Jaw's my guy, but I don't appreciate him bringing that up. Then you have the running backs, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, talking about the fourth and two goal line call where Aaron Rodgers for some reason tries to force a back shoulder throw to Alan Lazard, who's obviously not Devontae Adams, when you had it third and two, fourth and two, and you have two of the better backs in the league, you're a running team now with a solid offensive line, run the football, both running backs call it out. And so you worry a little bit, man, because you hear these comments from a team that was favored to win the division. You know, they had what the fourth, fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. And you're like, what the hell's going on? I don't know that they stink, but I do think there's some concerns, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers not pushing the ball down the field, which is why one prop I really like. I like the under longest completion. I haven't seen the number yet, but it doesn't really matter. You know, I think that's worth a look, especially the way that the Jets, the scheme that they use, they use a combination right now of a lot of zone coverage. Uh, you know, they blitzed on 71% of the opponent dropbacks, which I believe is the league's fourth highest rate still. And then you look at Rodgers, he throws the ball at least 20 yards downfield at the league's ninth highest rate. But that drops to 30th when he faces, you know, no blitz and they drop back in zone. Again, zone coverage, 44% of his passes don't even cross the line of scrimmage, which is what you were talking about. They're just dinking and dunking down the field because they don't have that deep threat. I'm not even talking about Devontae Adams. Like, they're missing MVS right now to take the top off the defense. And then you look at them, it doesn't really make any sense. You brought up that they were supposed to have this elite defense and a top 10 defense. And if you look at standard downs, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. I, you know, Warren Sharp put this out tonight on social media. They're the number one pass defense when they don't see play action. They're the best pass defense in the league with Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, you know, the safeties. But when teams use play action, they drop all the way down to 30 seconds. So they go from being the, pe the best pass defense in the league when they, you know, don't see play action. When they see it, that's when they struggle. This week against the Jets. Man, Michael LaFleur calling the plays against Matt LaFleur. Obviously, he yeah. knows this. And the Jets use play action at the second highest rate. So I think the Jets are going to put up some points. I like the over in this game. I like the Jets to keep it close. And yeah. I really like that Rodgers prop uh, under, you know, longest completion because he's not pushing the ball down the field. 
I do think they'll figure it out, you know, especially if you look at the offensive side of the ball, where they're at their best is when everything's scripted. Matt LaFleur is great at scripting a game plan. The problem is the second quarter, the fourth quarter, they completely fall apart, man. And anytime this team gets punched in the mouth, they're kind of soft. But when he goes off script, I don't know if that's Rodgers changing the plays at the line of scrimmage or just LaFleur, you know, kind of going galaxy brain late in these games. But that's what concerns me. But they should be fine. I still like the Vikings to win the division. But I will be shocked if Green Bay doesn't get into the playoffs, especially because everybody gets in now. Yeah, the Vikings now your favorite to win the NFC North division. And this is interesting on a few levels. It actually is not just because, you know, you're a Packers guy. The line has been ping-ponging between seven and seven and a half. The look-ahead was nine and a half. And I hesitate a little bit because I look at these Jets wins and how they happen with a flurry of points at the very end in the Browns game and the the opposition losing the starting quarterback last week. It, it feels a bit fluky, and I'm not sure that I'm buying into Zach Wilson at this point. They're better, but how much am I buying it? it it's weird. Salah and LaFleur, friends, that's interesting. After a loss, Green Bay has won and covered 12 in a row. So we're not used to this spot where – Okay, let, let's see if they can do it. It felt like a loss against the Patriots, but it wasn't. It was an easy New England cover. Now let's see what happens after London. So they're playing after London, which is interesting. It's a smaller sample because teams coming back and playing after London instead of taking the bye, they're down or trailing in the fourth quarter in every game. So I wonder if that's going to continue. It's Jets or nothing for me if you're going to play a side. Anything to add in about 30 seconds so uh, we can move on because we got some big games this week. No, you kind of hit it all right there. You know, obviously, this was a spot where I intended on uh, fading Green Bay regardless just because of the matchup. LaFleur always struggles against his buddies, man. Kyle Shanahan's owned him. Now Robert Sala, they used to be roommates. Michael Floor, obviously, his brother and his best friend. And they're coming back from London. So I kind of always planned on betting the Jets. Um Kind of wish I obviously would have had a nine or nine and a half, but I'm comfortable with the seven and a half. Okay, very good. You know, before we get to our favorite plays of the week, we've got to hit the the Super Bowl, at least the Super Bowl, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, right? I mean, the Bills are going to Arrowhead, and we just saw Kansas City on Monday night, disappointing for much of that game. They end up uh, pulling out the victory. No chance at a cover against the Raiders. They had to come back down uh, in that game by a few scores there. But Mahomes doing Mahomes things. Uh, The Bills have been waiting on this. Ever since the schedule came out, they circled this game. The Bills are three-point favorites at the Chiefs. We all know it. Patrick Mahomes, a home underdog for the first time in his career. He's had 41 home starts. This is the first time he's a home underdog. And his record as a dog is pristine. Six and two straight up, seven, oh, and one against the spread. Those two losses, his defense gave up 40 and 51 points. So I, I think most people have these two teams power rated number one, number two. Each of them have a loss. Good job, Eagles. Nice start to the season. Great start. But I think everybody is aware that the Bills and the Chiefs are more talented teams. What's your look for Buffalo Casey? Yeah, Bills have to be the number one power rated team when they're healthy, you know, but the problem is right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball, these injuries, losing Micah Hyde for the season, that's a big one. They're beat up a little bit in the secondary, and now they're going against Mahomes and the Chiefs, 
See, on a neutral, I just don't think the Bills are five and a half or five and a half points better than KC. So when we moved to three at Arrowhead, that was a buy point for me on the Chiefs with Mahomes, obviously being a home dog. But at two and a half or on the money line or two, I do like the Bills. Obviously, you know, they've been preparing for this game. They've been mm-hmm. waiting for this spot. But the only concern I have with the Bills, because like I said, other than the injuries, man, on the defensive side of the ball, early downs. And we figured it was going to be a transition period moving from Brian Dable, one of the better play callers, to Ken Dorsey. They've struggled on early downs. Everything that they do is on third down, it seems. Like 66% of the time, they convert on first downs or have scored touchdowns on third down. And that's because Josh Allen has been Superman. I just don't know if that's sustainable. And I actually really like this Kansas City Chiefs defense. I think they're super underrated. I like what Spags has done. You know, I know they don't really have any superstars, all pros, but they got a bunch of young guys that are flying to the ball right now. I like the Chiefs at three. I would not like them at two and a half. I think the Bills win the game. I think this comes down to a field goal. And it's too tempting. Like you said, man, you're getting Mahomes as a dog at Arrowhead. I had to take the three. Not my favorite, but I've got to take Buffalo in this spot. I feel really? like everyone's going to be on Mahomes as the home dog. I, I just keep going back to one thing. Tell me where the Chiefs are better. Flat out, where are they better? And I, I don't know. Yeah, the injuries that have piled up on defense, it looks bad for the Bills, but also next man up. How much has it has it hurt them? They have a much, much better defense than the Chiefs. And that is something that I have noticed. I was talking about this uh, the other day with Holmes and Rahimi, just about how it feels like we're taking a step back in time. Over the last few years, it's quarterback, quarterback. It's all about the quarterback. doesn't matter. Defenses don't matter. Okay. Now teams are having a tough time scoring. So these great defenses, which you were hoping to have, has really helped some of these teams, like the Bills and the Bucks, And the Saints have a good defense, even though they were lit up last week. The Niners have been awesome this year. These great defenses, I'm wondering if they're, they're going to be able to carry some of these teams through the playoffs if the scoring is as limited as it is right now throughout the league. Absolutely. And that's a great point. And look at Cincinnati. I mean, they still can't figure out how to counter what defenses are doing. They're getting the Mahomes and Chiefs treatment. And Mahomes kind of figured out last year, you have to take what the defense is going to give you underneath. You have to use your tight end. And luckily for him, he has Travis Kelsey. The Bengals don't have that. That's why, you know, I know he's not coming back until week 11, but if the Browns were able to hang around, if you watch them every week, I know they're not, not the most exciting team, but look at the run. Look at the run designs, man. That oh, they yeah. have. Oh, I mean, they're, and they have the best offensive line. You know, they're number one in rush efficiency. And when they're healthy on the defensive side of the ball, they're pretty damn good. They just need Clowney and Miles Garrett out there. That's a team that I'm looking at, like, because they could run the ball. They play defense and in the playoffs. I think that's going to be what wins it this year because we're seeing that like the running game is back and teams like San Francisco teams like Tampa Bay, even though they're not scoring a bunch of points right now, those are the teams that scare me the most because of how good they are, especially up front. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski sports radio, six seventy. the score. My guest Ryan Horvat of bet MGM tonight here at weeknight, six to 10 on the BetQL network locally, one Oh five, nine FM. HD2, 105.9 FM HD2. That's where you can hear my show, BetQL Daily, 8 to 11 a.m. All right, you uh, you led us there, and I've got a pick on the game, so why not? Let's talk about New England, Cleveland. The line is getting shorter, so there's Patriots support. It was three. Then I saw it get down inside of a field goal to two and a half. Two really strong run games. What has surprised me with the Patriots, even though they've been missing Mac Jones, What's the difference? Yeah. 
The odds makers are telling us right now it's not much, half a point, maybe a point between Mac Jones and and the rookie and Zappi. You, so you have two strong run games facing off, and then you also have two defenses that can't really stop the run. The Browns are worse, but the Patriots, 27th in EPA per rush. Uh, they had The Browns had no chance at stopping Eckler last week, and it's not like he even had 20 carries in that game. Belichick as an underdog, that has paid throughout the years. Even since Brady's gone, he's still pretty good ATS, and when Stefanski's a favorite, it has been terrible. 8-16 and 16 ATS, Stefanski as a favorite. One of these uh, numbers that really popped to me when it was three earlier in the week, I like the Patriots. And, and I'm not worried that Damian Harris is out because Stevenson looked just fine having the entire workload last week. Yeah, I completely agree. That's what I was going to hit on, man. I'm fine with Stevenson being the lead back, even though Harris is on my fantasy team. And even though I play his props, it seems every single week, I kind of was rooting for that anyway. And you want a hot take. Uh, Bailey Zappi, I don't think he's much of a downgrade, and I actually no. think he could be better than Mac Jones. I was also a huge fan when he was at Western Kentucky. They were the number yeah. one passing offense in the country, and granted, okay, that's Western Kentucky. That's the system that they were running, and now he's facing NFL competition. But everybody made a huge deal when he came in against Green Bay after that first series on the road, talking about how nervous he was. And I know his pocket presence wasn't great, but also that was against Green Bay's pass rush and Rashawn Gary, who was having a career day. He looked much more comfortable. I don't think the moment's too big for him. And like you said, these are the two best running offenses in the league. The Browns, number one in rush efficiency with the best offensive line in football. Patriots are number two with a great offensive line. Neither defense can stop the run. 31st and 32nd in explosive runs. And I'm with you. We know we texted about that when the three was up there. I grabbed New England. I really like them in this spot. Another side uh, or another look that I really like, I should say, is a prop. And it's right now 19 and a half. I'm going with Nick Chubb's longest rush. What you just said right there. The Patriots yep. 32nd in the league in explosive runs allowed. And Chubb has had at least one 20-yard run in nine straight games. If you go back to last season. Season. The Patriots, they're allowing three or more yards before contact on 29% of rushing attempts this year. And then you have Chubb, who's gained at least three yards before contact on 13 of his 19 rushing attempts of 20 or more yards going back to the start of last season. So I love that. I'm not going to touch the full yards, but over 19 and a half as long as rush. I'm comfortable with that all the way up to 20. Favorite side or total on a game we have not discussed? Oh, man, I hate that I have to do this because I feel like anytime I come on, I talk about the Colts and they have not. Oh, looked good. no. Yeah. So obviously, dude, oh, the Jags no. have covered six straight against the Colts. But OK, this is a short line Ooh. here where we're down to one and a half. I played the Colts money line early in the week, minus 135. You know, obviously, something we've been monitoring all week was the injury report. Jonathan Taylor, Shaq Leonard, Hines, all dealing with injuries. This is really a numbers play, right? Because you go back a couple of weeks ago, the Colts on the road in Jacksonville closed as what? Four, three and a half point favorites. Now at home with a real home field advantage, they're only favored by one and a half. And I was starting to buy into this Jacksonville team. I'm going to give them a pass for the loss against the Eagles because it was sloppy weather. And we've learned Trevor Lawrence isn't good in the rain. I give them no pass for last week against the Texans. Trevor Lawrence was all over the place, a terrible red zone turnover. What I don't want to see defensively, you know, they were top 10 in DVOA. They've been fine, but I don't know, man. I think the Colts are going to figure some things out. I, I worry a little bit about the offensive line. Matt Ryan cannot push the ball down the field. He looks like Phillip Rivers a couple of years ago. Michael Pittman, your only deep threat, zero targets over 20 yards. Still had to take them. It's a numbers play. Probably the last time I buy into the Colts. 
yeah, that, that's probably my favorite play. Them, and then I had to do it. You know the Saints at home. I know that that's <laughs> kind of a fishy line. They're going against the Bengals. I'm down on the Bengals this year. I grabbed it at two. I figured maybe I'll wait for the three. We're not going to see a three because the Saints are the better roster. And if you take away some of those turnovers early in the season, you know, and I know they gave up a bunch of points to Seattle last week because that's that's because Geno Smith's the number one rated quarterback in the league right now. But uh, I think the Saints are a much better team, and I still expect them to win nine, ten games this year. I love them to win outright against the Bengals. All right. Here's the other thing. I, I hate both of these teams. You mentioned six straight <laughs> covers for Jacksonville against Indy. We can go further back. We can go back to 2015. Jacksonville, 13-1-1 one one against the spread against the Colts. I don't want to trust Matt Ryan, but it's understandable. Unders, 10 straight games for the Indianapolis Colts. That's interesting. You know, the Saints, both of us were high on them before the season started, and I wanted to sell off right away. That's how bad they looked. But it's been impressive. Now, I didn't like them giving up a bunch of points to Geno Smith, but maybe that's just the Geno Smith we're going to get all season long. Here's another QB question. Are they better with some combination of Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill as opposed to just Jameis? I hate I, to say yes, but yes. I think they are. I think it's a fair question. And Dalton's second in the NFL, completion percentage above expectation. The, the yards per play numbers, like they're good. They're pretty good. And they still have a really good defense. I'm not going to overreact to that Seattle game. The health of the receivers is a big thing, and they still can't get the uh, the run game figured out. Hate the head coach. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Nice job with the Philly special on Sunday night, by the way. Nice job. 
Zach Taylor's like, I, I got to get this uh, play in at some point. He figured it out in the offseason. Yeah. He's terrible. You know what? And I've been on that. We've been talking about this, man. I've been on this for years. years. It's funny because I go on some of these shows, you know, and I talk with other people. And if you just, you know, check the box score, you see the Bengals, obviously last year, they go to the Super Bowl. That was not a Super Bowl team. And I know the Rams won the Super Bowl. They weren't a Super Bowl team either. It was a fluke here. I have bad news for anybody that believes otherwise. And Zach Taylor is the worst head coach. And especially now that Carolina has moved on. He's the worst head coach in football. Maybe he's a fine head coach, but he's the worst play caller in all of football. He really okay. is, man. Yep, I agree 100%. Okay, before we get to your college plays, Horvy, I want to throw one more NFL game at you. Want to get your reaction. And we're going to have to wait until Monday night. Yes, we're getting Hackett and Russell Wilson primetime again. It's the Broncos at the Chargers. And the numbers dipped a little bit. I saw it get down to four and a half. I just don't know how the Broncos keep up. I respect their defense. I respect it. But how much can they hold the Chargers down to? The Broncos offense has scored 17 points once this year in five games. You got to get to at least 17 if you think you're going to cover against the Chargers. And I don't see it. Worst red zone by far in the NFL. An embarrassing 21%. They can't run the ball, which is the best way to attack this Chargers defense. Russell Wilson constantly under pressure. The offensive line, the health is getting worse week by week. So I just don't see how they can score enough points and favorite, even though it's north of a field goal, I'm fine in this division matchup taking the charges. I know you're supposed to look at the dogs. They were perfect last week, but I just don't see how this Denver offense can keep up. Same. I played the Chargers in this spot, and I know everybody likes Denver, but I mean, the reason that I liked the Browns, at least to keep it close last week, you know, at the three was because you look at how you beat the Chargers, how you move the football against that defense. And like you said, you run the ball against them, especially to the outside. And that's what Cleveland does better than anybody in the league. But I don't think Denver is going to be able to take advantage of that, especially now with just Melvin Gordon, who continues to fumble the football away. The other thing is, you know, I know Russ has looked bad. I also don't think Russ is healthy. I think he's playing like 40, 50%. That shoulder is a real concern. I think he's dealing with the same injury that Dak was dealing with. And with that type of injury, you have to shut yourself down for four to five weeks. He obviously doesn't want to do that. He can't afford to do that in this division. So I'm going to be fading Denver a lot this season. I don't love the roster. I, I think Hackett's a little in over his head. And also, like, is he really bad or is Russ changing the plays? It's the same thing with LaFleur mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers, especially when they get in the red zone you know, on those goal line situations. I worry about that a little bit, but uh, Denver's a fade for me until I see Russell Wilson fully healthy. And I don't know that we see that this year. So I like the Chargers a lot in this spot. All right, Horvey, you're one of the best college football betters that I know. An awesome slate of games. Your average football fan is going to make sure that they're in front of the TV for a number of hours today. Even, Even if they're not in, all in every single week, they will be today. So stay right there so we can go over your favorite college football bets for today. Some phenomenal matchups, and I'll address the fallout from that ugly, ugly Bears-Commanders game on Thursday. With the BetQL Network's Ryan Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Follow both of us on Twitter by our names, at Joe Ostrowski, at Ryan Horvat. This is Early Odds on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The score listener line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 on 670. The score in a few minutes. We'll hear from the playmaker Michael Irvin. He has criticisms of this whole Bears plan. 
But the BetQL Network's Ryan Horvat still hanging out to share his top college plays. All right, we've got six ranked matchups, Penn State, Michigan in a few hours, Bama, Tennessee. I'm going to Notre Dame, Stanford. I'll lay out for a few minutes. Horvy, go. All right, so like you said, biggest week of college football. This might end up being the best weekend of college football, the best Saturday at least. And uh, we're going to start with one of the bigger games, and that's obviously Kent State taking on Toledo. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. If you get any total around 60, this climbed up to 61 and a half earlier this week. Go under. Both of these teams are going to want to run the football. It's my favorite bet, under 61 and a half. Now to the games that matter. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, so obviously like you're looking at USC and you're looking at Utah, and you see that Utah has two losses. Both of those losses are on the road. One week, one in the swamp to Florida, tough game. They should have won that game, but they struggled in the red zone, turned the ball over way too many times. Then last week, a disappointing loss to UCLA. Right now, Utah, a little, ho- a little overhyped actually on the defensive side of the ball, especially up front. They've had to change their scheme up a little bit. They struggle with mobile quarterbacks like DTR last week, but now they go back home. That's a top 10 tough place to play in the country in Utah. I know USC is undefeated, but man, I think they're a little fraudulent. They're great offensively, but look at the last three weeks. So the first three weeks of the season, right? They were averaging over 40 points per game, 500 total yards of offense. The last two weeks, they're only averaging 350 total yards of offense. They're seeing more zone looks for Caleb Williams. Also Jordan Addison, their best receiver is a little bit beat up right now. And you're looking at the line. I think it tells you everything, right? Utah moves from three to three and a half point favorites, even though they're the two loss team against undefeated USC, who's getting all the hype with Lincoln Riley. I love Utah tonight to win by at least a touchdown at home. You know, they, they finally got punched in the mouth last week. I think they really needed that. I still think they end up winning the pac 12. So I love Utah tonight as three and a half point favorites. I would play that up to four. And then uh, another one, I like LSU plus three, Brian Kelly, 25 and 16 against the spread hits at a 61% clip following a straight up loss, which also, man, he's 14 and six against the spread as an underdog uh, or a favorite of a field goal or less and covers these games by an average of five points. So LSU two and a half, three, I'm fine with both against Florida. You know, last week, LSU looked bad. I bet them last week it was a huge mistake. We realized that after Tennessee went up 21 nothing in the first quarter. But last week, they went against the Tennessee run defense, which is top 15 in the country. Now, this week, they go against Florida's rush defense, which is outside the top 100 in both EPA per rush and rush success rate. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball, especially with Jaden Daniels. So I like LSU plus three, plus two and a half, whatever you could find right now, and maybe even a sprinkle on the money line. Tennessee live today. Oh man. I want to say yes. I just feel like they've, I feel like they've kind kind of become the trendy dog. I bet Tennessee, I think they yeah. could win this game outright. Like mm-hmm. this Bama team is great, man, but they have some concerns, right? Obviously Bryce Young's status. What they need to do is just unleash Gibbs. He's probably the best running back in the country. He's averaging over eight yards per carry. Yeah. He's also their best pass catcher, but he only has like 65 touches this season. Bama's offensive line is not great. You could take advantage of their secondary. They do have the best player in the country on that side of the ball. And Will Anderson, though, five sacks. He has a defensive touchdown, 10 tackles for a loss. But their secondary has been a concern. And also, look at the last six Bama teams. Look at the last, you know, seven teams that have won championships there. And look at their turnover margin. This year, minus five. They're not taking the football away. And I know that's a little skewed because last week they turned the ball over four times with the backup quarterback. 
But um, I think they could be beat. And if they're going to be beat, I think this is the spot. It was too tempting. I had to take Tennessee. It just scares me because everybody we've talked with this week loves the Vowels. Yeah, I want to see it too. And it could be, could be Hendon Hooker's Heisman moment. Also love the Utes tonight. Thank you, Harvey. Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, weeknights 6 to 10. I'm on late mornings, BetQL daily, 8 to 11 a.m. And on my show, the always entertaining Michael Irvin dropped by yesterday, so I had to ask the playmaker about this Bears offense not having any playmakers. Here's Irvin with me on BetQL Daily. That was a hard game to watch. That was a yeah. hard game to watch, man. I mean, you know, and, and as you said, the Bears go down in that red zone a couple of times. And really, the determining factor on that game was that but it was that punt, that blocked punt, that, that botched punt. If he didn't, you know, drop that punt and, you know, Washington done, done jump on and go and touch down, man, that game may, may really end up what, like like a baseball score. Was it 7-5 or something, whatever it was at, at that time, <laughs> or 7-3 or 7-6. It was just – yeah, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. But when, when you don't get this man any 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 big-time receivers and you say I'm developing them as a passer, that's just hard. That, that doesn't correlate. It doesn't correlate. So now he has to drop back, and he's trying to learn how to read defenses, but he also has to figure out which one of his guys can get open. You know what I mean? I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And sometimes it seems like you're you set up for failure instead of success with things like that. I, I think you need to find him a receiver. Listen, look over in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett and the guy on the football field. Look at the relationship him and George Pickens is picking up already. Yeah, they're losing games. They're losing games, but they're building something. Those two are building something. He's throwing the ball up. George Pickens going to get the ball. Matthew Fisky wasn't doing that. They're losing games. They'll continue to lose games. But those two right there is building their relationship. And then when the rest come, they'll have something. Troy and I was here, and we were building our relationship. And, and, and we were losing games. As a matter of fact, Troy went one in fifteen. I got hurt that first year too. Troy went one in fifteen. But we knew Emmett was the then Emmett came and we added on you know what I mean? We didn't have to say, Oh, now we gotta build a relationship with the quarterback wide receiver now that we have all these things running. That's why it's important. Get him a receiver. Get him building a relationship with the receiver while you guys are working on everything else. Don't have him on the football field without his future receiver. And now all he's learning is how to look at defenses and start running because he's scared. Scared. Wouldn't blame him if that was the case. Michael Irvin with me on BetQL Daily yesterday. Subscribe to the podcast to check out the entire conversation. Updated Bears win total as low as five, and they're down to five to one for the NFL's worst record. Gross, but deserved. We'll talk NFL power ranks in primetime games with weekly contributor Jim Miller. I'm Joe Ostrowski on Twitter by my name, at Joe Ostrowski. And this is Early Odds on 670 The Score and the Worldwide Odyssey app. Welcome back. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hope you're enjoying the start to your weekend, the fall weather, certainly here. Love the, love the hoodie time of the season and uh that means football is uh into full swing as we saw with the bears game the other night around this time every single saturday morning we bring in our buddy jim miller from hawthorne Racecourse at hawthorne jim on twitter jim week six looks pretty 
awesome. The, the lineup of games that we have, especially later tomorrow afternoon, going into Sunday and Monday ain't bad either. It is crazy looking at the parody in the NFL, Joe, because you look uh, up and down these matchups, two and three, three and two, three and two, two and three, two, two and one. I mean, it's just, it's like that. It seems like for almost every single game. And then you hit this awesome matchup on Sunday night, four and one Cowboys, five and oh Eagles. These are great matchups. How, how about the marquee game Sunday afternoon, the Bills and the Chiefs, another incredible game. It took till week six to really get to this kind of lineup here in the setup. But man, I still think there's a lot that still is going to get sorted out in the NFL that hasn't been yet. But you're going to have to see pretty soon who really the contenders are and who the pretenders are. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard, but Patrick Mahomes is a home underdog for the first time in his six-year NFL career. That's just out there uh, a few times this week in the betting world. You know, I think you're dead on. So we do power rankings on my show every week. We uh, rank the top five. We don't go one through 32. But I think it's pretty easy right now in some order when you look at the top five to six teams. And then there is a big-time gap. The parity that you alluded to, Bears-Vikings last week was a perfect example. The Bears aren't quite the worst, but they're near the bottom. And the Vikings are going to have a great record. They're now the favorite to win the NFC North, but they're also not top five, top six. No. So, so that game, I mean, the Bears almost came back to defeat him after being down by a bunch early. You could make the argument that the Vikings are seventh and the Bears are 27th in the league. Really, how close are the Bears and Vikings? I mean, what the, yeah. the, that gap is not that large at all. It's not that large at all. Let me ask you this, show only because I don't know your top five. I want to guess, are four of those five teams AFC teams? No. Really? So you have you have Kansas City and Buffalo. You have to have those two. Absolutely. Have not budged all season. They're my one and two. All right. Are the Ravens in there? No. I did early in the Interesting. year. But what I've seen defensively throughout most of the season, that was a no. After how Lamar looked the other night, missing so many open touchdowns, I didn't feel compelled to bump them back into the top five. Okay, so then it's got to be, you have to have the Eagles, of course. Yes, five and no. Let's go. Okay. All right, Cowboys? Very close. I did not. All right, who are the other two? Who am I missing? The Bucks. Bucks and the Niners. Okay, I can see the Niners. I like the way that they've played recently. Niners very close to being 5-0. and There are two losses. The opener at Soldier Field in uh, all of that wetness. And then when they couldn't get anything figured out early in the season at Denver, good defense. But that game was just, that game was a mess. Brady has turned it on over the last couple of weeks. So what this exercise is telling us, yes, the top of the AFC is great. But those other teams that were supposed to be contenders in the AFC, I don't think they're as strong as many people expected, like the Chargers, like the Ravens. And then after that, I mean, I guess the top of the NFC, it's more balanced. That second level, top of the NFC, I, I guess the teams in this NFC North <laughs> division, the Packers and Vikings are in that conversation. But I don't think either of them have what it takes right now to make a deep run. No, no, they don't. They don't at all. And, that, and that's the big question. Who really does have what it takes to to make a deep run. We've, we've even talked about the Eagles possibly being last year's Titans. That's mm -hmm. the concern for me with the uh, NFC. I, right now, I mean, you tend to wonder if, if the Bucks emerge as your favorite by the end of the season again. What are you thinking as far as these week six lines? Which games pop to you? 
You know what? So there's a few games that, that popped to me. And, and it's interesting because there's one team right now, and I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned the Niners. There's only one team in the NFL that's 5-0 and against the spread. It's the Atlanta Falcons. They are hosting the Niners this week. And you say, okay, normally, if you weren't looking at the spreads, I would say the Niners are probably a touchdown favorite on the road. That number's at 5.5 right now. Mm-hmm. The Niners' defense is really good. The Niners' offense is figuring it out. I, I think I have to say right now they're probably better with Jimmy G under center. And that number at five and a half, I thought that was a pretty appealing number. Uh, on the San Francisco side or Atlanta? Yes, on the San Fran side. Sure. Uh, yeah, with the way they've played. Their defense is off the charts. When you look at DVOA, yards per play, the EPA per play metric success rate, they're number one in the NFL. The The one concern that I have right now is those injuries are piling up. We saw Nick Bosa go down this past week. We'll see who's ready to go coming up on Sunday. Uh, keep in mind. This is the Kyle Shanahan revenge game, baby. (laughs) You can do that if if you want. I'm impressed with the Falcons. I love how they hang around. They've got a couple of backdoor covers, including what we saw last weekend. They're actually live. And then that Grady Jarrett play happened where the refs helped out Tom Brady. We all know about that one. Uh, I I like this Falcons team, you know, next year or two. They're going to be in the mix for the top of the division. The problem is they're playing against Brady right now in that division. But, yeah, I, I like that San Francisco team a whole bunch. And every week, their Super Bowl odds get shorter and shorter. Yeah, they do. All right, here, talking about hanging around, Joe, this is a great way to put it. Philadelphia Eagles opponents tend to hang around, I think, a little more than, than it even looks on paper. The Lions did it early in the yeah. season. The Cardinals did it last mm-hmm. week. You're looking at Dallas, who we've both said we think is a pretty good team no matter who's under center. They're getting six points on Sunday night. I tend to wonder if the, if the Dallas Cowboys are worth a play against the Eagles. I hear you. I mean, I look at the Eagles as arguably the most balanced team in the NFL. I view them as a top-five offense and also a top-five defense. They're not as good as the Bills, as I stated earlier. But I do have them number three. And I know a lot of people, well, they're the undefeated team. You have to have them number one in your power rankings. No, you no. don't. And you no. just explained why. They've had three one-score games, the 3-0 and o against them, and that's fine. I mean, maybe that can play out over an entire season. Luck can be on your side. Okay, cool. But my issue is they're close games against poor teams, and they're not closing teams out. They get out to a big lead first quarter, first half, They let teams back in. They're a team you want to back in the first half, fade in the second half. So that's my concern with the Eagles. I want to see more. And those divisional underdogs, a perfect 6-0 ATS last week. And the Cowboys are divisional underdogs. So I understand uh, if you're looking to that side. Yeah, definitely looking to that side too. Before we get into some player stuff, one other game I wanted to ask you about. Monday night, the Chargers are five-point favorites against the Denver Bronco team that I just, I don't think is very good at all. The thing that I'm interested by, the total on this game is 45 and a half. I don't know how the Broncos can score more than 16, 17 points. So if you're going to hit anywhere close to that total, it means the Chargers are scoring a lot. They're due to break out, and that means they cover the spread. Well, they're not any good offensively, but defensively, I still trust Denver. problem is we just thought the makeup of this team was changing completely. With Russell Wilson, that hasn't been the case, and some of it is due to injury. Now, to to beat the Chargers, you want a strong run game, right? That's why Cleveland was hanging around throughout. 
And that was a popular play. Chargers got aggressive in the end. They end up winning the ball game. But that's how you expose this team. You run right down their throats. I know Russell Wilson gets all the blame and their terrible red zone offense dead last by a bullet with 21%. 21%. One out of every every five times in the red zone, they're scoring a touchdown. One out of five. That is so pathetic. With Javante Williams out, they don't have a run game at all. They have no run game, so that's that's my concern there with the Broncos. Like, yeah, it's one of those games that was circled before the season started, but based on what we've seen out of Denver thus far, yeah, I don't know that you can trust that offense too much. Hackett is uh, the worst coach in the NFL, maybe because uh, Matt Rule got fired earlier this week. <laughs> so he he become he inherits worst coach now. That I guess now, I guess now he is. Maybe. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's a, here's something I just wanted to shift things a little bit on you, Joe. Not talking about games, but talking about some specifics. Now, you and I talk time and again and again about the importance of shopping your price. There's so many sites out there. There's so many places where you can look. And when you see spreads, you see lines, everything's pretty close. The one where I've found that things have actually swayed quite a bit, Joe, is in the category of anytime touchdown score. And here's some good examples that I want to bring up to you. Nick Chubb, a guy that has scored a touchdown in four or five games. Last week, some sites had him at minus 225. Others, he swayed all the way to minus 110. Jamal Williams, all right? Yes, Swift is going to be in the mix. Williams has three games with two touchdowns. His numbers went from anywhere from minus 145 to plus 115. And then the last one, is the guy who had a huge game last week, but Taysom Hill, <laughs> you look at the utilization of him. He scored a touchdown in three of four games this year. His number last week, some sites was plus 190. Others was plus 300. There's huge Jeez. variances in some of these, especially on guys that are going to get the ball around the goal line. The Saints have shown, even with Kamara back, it's going to happen with Hill. Williams for Detroit's going to get it on those short yardage things because they're not going to risk Swift getting hurt. And then mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is just the guy. He's the man. I tend to wonder if this is trend is going to continue throughout the season. It's just flat out laziness. And I understand we're all busy. We have families and we have jobs and all that. But there are now websites. You just yep. plug in the website and it will show you the price of any prop, any side, any total on all the legal books in Illinois. Guys, you're hurting yourself. So we were talking off air about a play that I was looking at with Tom Brady for MVP. And if you shop that price, Jim, it's literally a situation where if you use a specific sports book, you will double your winnings. Now, shopping Brady, there were some 40-to-1s out there, and then there were 25s. Come on. Come on. It's not a hard decision. That's where I'm going. I'm going wherever the best price is. And it's like that with the games. I see it every day with the MLB updated series prices that are available. There are some books that have the best number. I'm always going to go to the best number. That's how you can have some semblance of success. If you're just going to stick with one app, it's the only one you use, and you don't want to use that time shopping around, I don't know I don't know what to tell you, man. If you're going to, If you're going to do this, semi-seriously like come on if i'm saying we got a bet here and you can win 20 or you can win 10 everybody's saying they'd rather win 20 but for some reason people people don't choose to uh, bet that way and, and what i don't get is with remote registration in the state of illinois it's so easy to do 
you can sign up for these sites. You don't, you don't have to expose yourself at all. You don't have to put anything in there, but sign up, shop those prices. And look, like you said, if you're going to play significant money into, into some people, significant money, maybe $20, other people, it might be 200. But like you said, I would much rather take three to one odds instead of less than two to one odds on the same exact play. If you know, you just had to click on one app compared to another. So it's so worth shopping your prices and finding, and it may switch from site to site just based on the week, but you have to look at these options and opportunities that are out there, Joe. All right, Jim, what are the odds that we're going to be looking for today with the horses? We're going to go for three horses, all of them right at Hawthorne. So we have three races at Hawthorne on Saturday, play all these across the board. Race two, bet the five horse Stormy Empire across the board. Race six, our stakes race on the turf, bet the three, another mystery across the board. And then in race seven, bet the eight, love the nest across the board. And we'll make some money for an NFL Sunday. Early odds contributor, Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, enjoy all the college football today. NFL over the next couple of days. We'll do this again next Saturday. All right. You got it. Good luck, Joe. Thanks to Jim Miller, Ryan Horvat, and we heard from Michael Irvin on this Bears offense, which is quite offensive in the scoring zone. It really is a great weekend to kind of get the Bears out of the way because this is the best slate of college and pro football that we've seen over a Saturday-Sunday this year. Enjoy it. Don't get reckless. Download and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast with new content five days a week. Catch me weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2 if you have an HD radio or on the Odyssey app via the BetQL network. Off to South Bend. I'll be listening on the drive to Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.